Okay, Erev Tov everyone. Be'ezrat Hashem, we're going to continue a little bit more tonight, what we began yesterday. And that is discussing the concept of, we just said right now, Sheibane Beit HaMikdash B'mirah B'yameinu. We're going to say it again in Tefilat Mariv, Sheibane Beit HaMikdash B'mirah B'yameinu. We say these words, and the question that we began addressing yesterday was, Ayim Beit HaMikdash U'makom B'shvil HaKadosh Baruch Hu U'bayit B'shvilenu. Is Beit HaMikdash the house for Hashem, or is it a house for us? And what's the difference between the two? And does it have to be one or the other? Does it have to be one or the other? We began speaking yesterday based on the Rambam's famous intro in Hilchot Beit Abchira, where the Rambam says again, Mitzvah taseh la'asot bayit la'ashem. It seems like just very clear, the Rambam says it's about Hashem. Mitzvah taseh la'asot bayit la'ashem. Mukhan liot bo makrivim bo akorbanot v'chogegim elav shalosh pemim b'shana, a place where you bring korbanot, a place where three times a year you come and you celebrate, and he bases this on the famous pasuk in Parsha Truma and Sefer Shmot, you shall make for me, and I will dwell amongst you. And we began speaking about it yesterday, from the way Ruven Sasson has been explaining this to us so beautifully. It seems, not looking into the Rambam too much, that it's a place that we could have access. Shlomo HaMelech spoke about this. What could we, how could we ever think that God can be contained in a certain place? We began speaking about the need that we have to feel that we could lead Chaber to the infinite, to the Ein Sof. So it seems that it's for us. I need a place to connect. I'm not, I can't feel it everywhere and everything all the time. I need to make a space and say, this is for me. The Pashto that needs to feel, I have a place to come and feel a mivgash with the Kaddish Baruch Hu. It seems like it's for me. But the more that we're looking inside the sugya, and we began speaking about this yesterday, is that it's not really the case. The Beit HaMikdash is not necessarily for me. Let's try to look at this inside in his words today. The secret of above is like this. The connection between Am Yisrael and HaKadosh Baruch Hu is likened to the relationship between a man and a woman. The place of the actual Mikdash, and of course the Kodesh HaKodashim, which Chazal likened to, like the Holy of Holies is likened in the words of Chazal as Cheder Hamitot, that's the bedroom, the place where union takes place, where oneness takes place. This is also expressed with the secret of the Kruvim, that we're looking at each other, the Kesher with each other. Bevadaish Bamashal, Bait Leish Veisha, Enenurak Avuraisha, Elagam Avuraish. It's very clear. In this parable, the mashal between a, a house between a, for a man and a woman is not just for a woman. You don't just build a house just for the woman. You also build it for the man. Because that real union, the real dvekas between lovers happens in the home, in the in the cheder, in the bedroom. As we know, the pasuk in Shir Shirim, Heviani Hamelech Hadarav Nagila Benismechabach. The king has brought me into his room. We shall rejoice and be happy with him. So, based on what we just said right now, it seems that the concept of the mikdash 
still is not only for Hashem, it's not really for Hashem, it's, but it's for us because He doesn't need a home. But for us to feel like we have a place for this Dveikus, it still seems like we need it. And the Tzorich of the Bayit is for Bnei Adam. In another mashal, he explains as follows, that there's two types of houses for a king. To explain what he just said before like this. We'll pay close attention to this mashal. This is, this is beautiful. There's a place where the king dwells, him and his family. But there's also a concept of a certain lodging that's provided for the king everywhere on all his travels. As he travels and he goes to meet with people and he has Kabbalat Kahal, you know, reception. So there's a certain lodging area that's provided for the king wherever he goes so that he can meet people when he's on the way. You have Rebbes that have this also in certain places where they go. I remember in Los Angeles, there were certain Rebbes that would come through LA and suddenly someone's home became their home in a second, like mamash. It was, uh, it was very interesting to see. That house that the king uses while he's traveling, that house wasn't constructed for the king. Rather, it's a place where he can congregate and meet with the people of his kingdom. Like a little embassy, like a king has an embassy in all, different, all these different towns. So what we saw until now, it seems that the Beis HaMikdash is like an embassy of the king, but the place where the king dwells is Meloch Kevodon. But this is where we have a problem. Is the, king, is the king's house, is the Beit HaMikdash an embassy of the king, for, which would mean that it's in order to meet us, or is it the king's home and the king's bedroom, where it was built for the king? Yeah. I also think that the, the embassies, you said that the same saying it's close for us, but I, I feel like they're built to give cover to the king, because wherever he's going to travel around to, yeah. it has to be a shadow dwelling for him to stay there. Good. Very so, good. So who would that be in for? I, it's for, the, it's, it's for the people, but it's for the king. So the question is, what is the base Migdash? Which what category? Exactly the question. What category does the base of Migdash fall under? An embassy, or it's the bet, or the bait? It's the embassy because Hashem is Hashem and Shemayim. He's just coming down to help you hold for the people. It seems like what you're saying, It seems like it. Obviously, you see where I'm going. I keep on saying it seems. It seems. It seems. So, exactly, the makor for this is Vasuli Migdash Veshachanti Betocham, which teaches us that the Migdash Kivyachol is made for Hashem. That's why it's called the Bait Hashem. And what we need to see over here is that we have to learn about a concept called Simtum. And this is a very important Yisod, and obviously, this is one of the foundations upon which the Arizal explains the creation of the world, what's called Sodat Simtsum, the secret of contraction. It's, it's infinitely deeper than uh, whatever I could say. But basically, the way God created this world, since Melochol Aretz Kevodo, and everything is God, it seems that the way, that, the, way the Arizal explains this to us, and this was brought down as a very clear understanding throughout all the Svarim of Pneumians, is that what God had to do was that God contracted His light in order to create space for a Bria. In order for there, that there could be a creation, 
God, so to speak, had to mitzantzen his light, because if God didn't contract his light, there just wouldn't be room for anything that we could relate to, anything tangible. It's called soda tzimtzum, soda halala panui. It's, it's not for now with the time that we have, but we're going to see inside that Moshe Rabbeinu was also fascinated by this concept. He couldn't understand how this works. He couldn't understand the tension. He basically couldn't understand the Pasuk Vasudi Migdash Veshachanti Betocham. That's the bottom line. Moshe Rabbeinu couldn't understand this concept. He couldn't understand it as a concept, Bichlam. Even though Moshe Rabbeinu was the first one that understood that God meets with you at a certain place, as his first meeting was a place that was miyuchad by a burning bush, which Chazal explained to us many things into the sanctity of that actual makom. God tells him, Shal na'alecha me'al raglecha, ki ha-makom, because the place, take off your shoes from your feet, because the actual place that you're about to step on right now is miyuchad, it's a meeting place. But Moshe Rabbeinu couldn't understand this, he was bothered by this. So we're going to see an amazing Midrash Tanchuma. Listen to this Midrash to explain how bothered Moshe Rabbeinu was from this. Rabbi Yehuda bar Simon Amar. There were th- three different things that when Moshe Rabbeinu heard from Hashem, Nivhal venirta la'achorav. He, Nivhal, he got totally freaked out. Venirta la'achorav, it's like he jumped backwards. Which one, which one of the one of the one, one of the times that Moshe Rabbeinu was bichlal nivhal b'sha'ash amar lo when God told him v'asudi migdash b'shachanti betocham when God told him this concept of building a base of migdash and I'm going to dwell in it Moshe Rabbeinu is freaked out amar ribono shalolam so the midrash says he's the one that says the words that we learn in Melachim from Shlomo Amelech hina shamayim u'shmei shamayim lo yichal kelucha amar lo God what do you mean that it's impossible even the whole world, no one can contain you. So what are you talking about a mikdash? Rebono shalolam. Amar lo, Moshe. Lo keshem shata savur. Doesn't work like that. Ela esrim keresh batzafon veesrim badarom ushmone b'marav ushmone b'mizrach. Take all the beams. Begins talking about measurements. He, think, he starts talking bitzala language over here. Ve'etzam tzem shechina sheli. I'm going to contract my shechina ve'eshkon b'nehem, so that, and I will dwell amongst you. God is telling him there's this concept called tzimtzum. I'm going to contract my, my shechina so that I can dwell, bless you, so that I can dwell amongst you. Uchtiv ve'no'adati l'chasham ve'dibarti. You know, in Hebrew, if I bring in, if I bring in Yiddish, right? In Hebrew, the word that's used more is hitva'adut. What is a vad? Avad, but what is like lehit va'ed? To gather together, nachon. Ve'no'adati lachasham. I'm gonna, I'm gonna let myself be known to you there. We're gonna gather there. Ve'dibarati, and that's when I'm gonna speak. And Moshe Rabbeinu was introduced to a new concept, a concept that's called God Kivyachol is contracting his light into an actual makom. Odam Ruba Midrash, another midrash. This is midrash Tanchuma Vayikra Perak David. Vayikra Moshe. Everyone knows that's the beginning of Sefer Vayikra, the third Sefer. Mehechan Kalalu, where did God call out to him from? Me'ohel Mo'ed. Shemeniach ha'elyonim u'bachar batachtonim l'shaken b'mishkan b'shvil ahavatan shel Yisrael. God did the action of tzimtzum because of one word and one word only. And this is the word we're going to be repeating. Love. God loves. God has love for us. He knows he's the one that created us. 
He knows what we're capable of. He knows what we're not capable of. He knows we need a place that we feel that God is mitzamtzaming his light so that we could feel there's access. Out of God's love for us, he created something called the construction of a mishkan. Hakol hu ela bishvila Everything that had to do with God contracting his light was only for the sake of God being able to express his love. Zatomeret, like this. Imagine, I mean, this is, this is, I'm bringing it down to a very, very small, very like, olamazeh world. It's a famous mashal that we all know very, very clearly. Imagine if a wife says to a husband, you never t- tell me you love me. And what is the classic answer? You know I love you. <laughs> you know I love you. But say it. But, I, but you know it. It's there all the time. So what's the inyan? I'm not likening man to God and woman to Bnei Israel. I've got to be careful 2023 going with these kind of inyanim. God forbid. What we're speaking about is that meyacheding to, 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 uh, to specify and to say, to make something special gives you a place of feeling love. Does the fact that I have to know all the time that, God, that, that, my wife, that, that I love my wife, that's enough for her? We all know that's not the case. And vice versa too. Vice versa too. With the Beis HaMikdash having God, God making a symptom of this and making a specific place is because this concept of Meloch Aretz Kevodo, we would never as human beings be able to find any expression of godly service, nor would we ever be able to feel love unless there was a place designated for love. Now go back to the initial question of the Shir, yesterday and today. Who is the Beit HaMikdash for, according to that? Seems like it. I love this word. Seems. Based on everything we said right now, it's for us. Because I need this place. I wouldn't be able to manage in a world that didn't have any borders or any specific area. I wouldn't have any place like that in the world. So God, out of His love for us, created a situation that we could have a makom. And, and, And just keep in mind, we're speaking about something that doesn't exist today. This is what we're crying over during the three weeks, that there is no actual physical makom for this place of us knowing, knowing that Hashem loves us in the world. It doesn't exist yet. However, everyone knows, what's the lashon? Linok. What? More than, the, more than the baby wants to, wants, to nurse, wants to receive sustenance, the mother wants to give. So as much as we're saying it's for us, the truth is, is that it goes back to Kaddish Baruch Hu again. Because as much as you think we, we feel we need a place for this level of expression, this level of connection, we have to understand something that Kaddish Baruch Hu wants. So the Ratzon of Hashem is to give, is to give, is to give. Where is the place where Hashem's giving is felt more than anywhere in the world? The Beis HaMikdash. What does Galut mean, to live in Galut? Is that we don't even think in these terms anymore. We don't even think like this. Just, again, we're going to end with this. When a Jew would walk into the Beit HaMikdash, what would become clear to him? What would become clear to him? It would be clear. The ability for Hashem to express His love to us was crystal clear to us. And therefore, my passion to do tshuva, to get better, whatever it is, 
went up a whole nother notch. It went to a completely different place. This is the secret of what, it, what it's kedai to cry over during these times, that right now, that place of expression, the place for me to mekabel, is not there, but the place for the mama bear, lehavdil, chas v'shalom, but you hear what I'm saying? The place for the lover to give, which is what God created the world for, doesn't exist. And as long as Beit HaMikdash is not in this world, the tachlit of the briah, the purpose of creation, is not shalom. Because the purpose of creation was for God to express His love for us, and there wouldn't be any questions. It would be clear to all of us. This is the, this is the inside of the pain that we're experiencing during these days. We still didn't get to a final conclusion. Well, hopefully we'll get to it tomorrow, Bezrat Hashem. But, you know, in a few minutes, we're going to take three steps back. We're going to talk about peace. And then we're going to say, it should be your will, please God, that you should build the Beit HaMikdash in our days. Maybe an extra little kavana for that should be, that please HaKadosh Baruch Hu, for your sake, to be able to let us know how much you love us, which is what you want more than anything. Thank you.